the second Corinthians chapter four, where we went Sunday. And let's talk about the I am essential. This would be numero seis, number six, second Corinthians chapter four. Yay. We will never get tired of talking about who we are in the Lord Jesus. We'll never get tired of that. <clears throat> it says in chapter four, verse 13, let's read it together. Ready, read. We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. So the same spirit of faith. We is composed of believing and speaking. And uh, the speaking comes as the voice to faith. It's not something we do. It's uh, you, you, you can't really speak to the mountain until you've got the mountain moved in your faith, in, in your believing. So it says, I believed and therefore I, I believed and therefore I speak. What do we believe? If you were to be confronted by someone and said, what, what do y'all believe? Boil it down to the lowest denomination, the lowest tenet of faith. What do y'all believe? That would be in Colossians. So let's turn to Colossians chapter 1. Sometimes you've got to just put a label on stuff and say, this is, we've covered all this, but you just have to say, well, this is what we do. The Bible says, Paul says in chapter 1, verse 26, he says, Even the mystery which hath been hid from ages and from generations, which hath been hidden, God hid it. it didn't, nobody knew it, just like the Jews didn't know about the rapture. They can't know about the rapture. Even the mystery which hath been hidden from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest or is made revealed, revealed to the saints. It's now revealed. So it's 2,000 years. It's been out in the open. What is that revelation, that mystery? To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let's say that together. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Let's do it again. Christ in me, the hope of glory. That is the mystery. It's never been happy. It's never happened in any other faith, in any other generation, in any other time. This is the great secret is that he's in us. That he's in us. That he's in us. He's not a God that we go to the mountain in Jerusalem and pray to like they used to. He's, he's not like, well, I, I put bananas and fruit around his statue in the, in the middle of the beauty shop, and, and there, there he is. He's not that. He's in us. We don't even pray upward to him. Oh, Lord, I'm lifting my heart up to you. Well, that's fine, but that's not where he's at. I mean, that's not. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, but he's in us. So he's in us. The New Living says this message which kept, was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people. For why? For God wanted them to know that the riches and glory of Christ for, are for you Gentiles too, 
And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. You go, well, everybody knows that. Oh, my. Many days we don't even know that. You go, well, sure we do. Well, the, what we do and what we expect and how we expect to get it tells us we don't believe that. We're 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 conditioning ourselves and getting ourselves in better shape so the Lord will come when he, when he comes. We'll have a visitation and we'll <laughs> we'll please him. He's in us. He's well pleased. He's well pleased. He's in us. We're qualified. The blood has made a place for him. He 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 was so picky about the holy of holies. Uh, the the high priest if they if they had if they had a gnat wing on their on their garment when they went in there and it was unsanctified, boom, there was a thud and they drug out the high priest with the cable toe with the with the with the rope. So yeah, God's God's real picky. Heaven's real picky. That's why there's no there's no haves been or wannabes in heaven. It's exactly blood washed only in heaven. Well, that's that's the way it is with us. We're blood washed. And we're holy already. God's not going to do something. God's already done everything. He made us holy. There's nothing else to do. He made us with all authority. All authority he gave to us. All authority. How could he say you're, you're, you're powerful on the earth, your sons, but I'm not going to give you any authority. I, I'm just going to deal with you from, by email or telegram or by text or something. No, it's what... Whatsoever we bind on earth is bound in the heavenlies. Whatever we loose on earth is loosed in the heavenlies. There's none, there's none of that. You go, well, I wish God would say something about it so we'd know. He did. He did. It's in the book. But you got to read the book and you got to believe the book. Well, I don't know. You know, a lot of people don't believe that. Well, they're all wrong. They believe the mystery hasn't been uncovered. And so we got to get this. Because it's the one thing. It's not speaking in tongues. It's not laying hands on the sick. It's not mysterious things that we could do. It's Christ is in me. That is what we're sharing. That is the message we have. Is you can have Jesus inside you. And you can be healed. And you can be prosperous. And you can be fixed. Because he'll come in. And greater is he that is in you. Than everything that you're going to face. That, that is the message. Well, we'd like to have a little more lace on it and have a little more, you know, no, that that is the message. So uh, so it's so here we have in John 10, 10, God is Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it to the full, the overflow. So it's not just a better life. It is a better life, but it's not just a better life. Well, if we could just get things better. Well, when Social Security went up, when the cola hit. And everybody got 5.3 or 4% more. They all said, this is better, but this isn't that kind of better. This isn't that kind of, you know, that, that bread's on sale at the grocery store. It was six and now it's $5. It's not better. This is a, this is a, this is a, an assigned life. This is an assigned life. Like a son would be to you. Like Matthew. He has an assigned life. Everything that his parents can pull together, everything that they can protect and guard and, and secure, everything that they can use their favor, their power, their ability, they're going to use it on his behalf. It's not like, well, son, now you, you, 
we didn't like how you acted. You talked back last Thursday or something. So, you know, we're going to withdraw some of this. No, 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 no. It's never that way. And we understand it's never that way. And it's not that way with the Heavenly Father. This is an assigned life, an assigned life. Now, what I want to talk about tonight in just a few minutes is whether we're willing to contend for the assigned life. And I'd like to say it just falls off the tree like ripe cherries and, and you just pick them up and, and you have a great day. And legally, that's exactly how it is. But there's a devil. You know, we hate him. We don't give him much. But he is a scoundrel. And you have to contend with him. And then there's the flesh. Paul said, there is no good thing, no good thing in my flesh. That's why God doesn't talk to you through your flesh, because there's no good thing in there. And then there's sin. Sin's not a problem. Jesus solved the sin problem, but we have the problem of condemnation. We want to hide. Adam hid, and we like to hide until we wear God out, like our parents, like we would wear them out. So you got to ask yourself, and that's the whole message here at River Church, is are you willing to contend for the assigned life? It's, it's, it's cheap. It's not expensive, and it's not hard to contend. The weapons of our warfare are, are mighty through God. And the word of God through your mouth is a two-edged sword. And the blood of Jesus has cleansed us from all unrighteousness. It's not hard. It's not like, well, this is going to be tough. He's already won it. And Timothy tells us about the only fight we fight is the good fight of faith. And the reason it's the good fight is because we win. The, 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 the match is rigged. <laughs> it's rigged in our behalf. We win unless you throw it. And just say, I am an old dumpling, I'm a sad little sinner, and I, I'm, I'm going nowhere, and I'm just going to turn myself over to the devil. Well, unless you're that, you can't lose. And yet people want to fight for it. They want to fight for a battle that Jesus has already won. Did you hear me? They're trying to fight a battle, spiritual warfare or... You know, getting in their closet and just wailing and carrying on and, you know, and whatever. I'm not, I'm not even against that. But the purpose of it is not the purpose they're in there for. When we first started our church, we had a paid intercessor. We had a woman that we paid her to come in at 9 o'clock and we put her in a closet. It was a big closet, but it was a closet that had a window on it. And we, prayed, we paid her to pay, pray three hours a day. She was birthing all sorts of stuff back there. We, we never did, you know, because, you know, intercessors have got to produce something. They got to tell you, here's what I got and here's what it is and all that. It may sound like I'm, I'm against that sort of stuff. I'm, I'm not, but I'm just saying you just, that's not our focus. That's what you do after you've already done this other, after you've already settled it on the righteousness of God in him. I got this. Me and Jesus, we got this. We got this. It's, it's no big one. We may have to polish a few corners, and we may have to round off a few uh, uh, things, but we got this. 
And you just got to get up every day saying, he's in me. We got this. As he is, so am I in this world. We got this. He always causes me, always causes me to triumph in him. We got this. So we got to have an attitude that says Christ is in me. And he's the hope of my glory. I have no hope in my feeble mutterings or my offerings of righteousness or my I'll do betters or I'm sorry I did bads. We, we have nothing to offer. Just shut the yap. Don't even, don't even expose your ignorance to say, well, I thought I ought to mention, you know, I've done a few things. I, you reckon he might know about it already? So we just agree with heaven. We just confess our sins and then we're done with it. So 2 Timothy chapter 4. <clears throat> you know, I always come with more than I can deliver. But I'll tell you, at River Church, we can flow pretty fast. Uh, this, this message, these messages at a, at a carnal church or a regular church. I mean, you, you'd have the dog at the new pan and the cow at the new gate look with everybody like, what is he talking about? So uh, we can go real fast and real far here. And that's what we want to do. We want to mature. We're equipping the saints for the work of the ministry. So uh, what does Curry Blake say? He says, uh, putting, putting tools in your hand, giving you the tools Well, if y'all don't know, 2 Timothy 4, 7, giving you the tools of the kingdom. <clears throat> 4, 7 says, I kind of fell into this verse. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. So there's three different pronouncements there. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. So if we're going to contend for this abundant life, this life of having complete dominion over the devil and over shortage, lack and need, over sickness, pain and disease, if we're going to have, if we're going to contend, if we're not saying God, if we're not going to say, well, God's going to handle it. Or like Lynn was sharing a testimony a while ago, you know, offering to pray for somebody that was sick, and they say, I'm good. They're not good. Cancer will rip your, your life right out of you, whatever it was. It'll, if you don't have something to stomp back at it, chemo and, and, uh, and uh, that other therapy, it, it, it's this. Yeah, it, there, is no, there is no cure for sickness. There is. There's just a, a setting it back. There's just a contending with it to set it back. And so he said, I have fought a good fight. So I looked that up. And uh, the good fight, of course, means a noble fight, an honorable fight. I've, I have fought a good fight. So we look in another place and it would say you have to contend lawfully. You can't use tricks. You can't you can't. You can't ask 300 people to come down and have a prayer chain at the church and say, well, we're contending lawfully. That's not lawfully. The word never says that. 
The word says in James uh, that the, the, the good... Oh, y'all know this. But do I know it? The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And the Amplified says it's dynamic in it doing. So that's, that's what sends it back. The word says in James also, the, the, the prayer of faith will save the sick. So what do you need that's beyond that? What, what are you saying? But we, we want the jazzy stuff. We want the premium. We want the high octane stuff. That, that's it. Let's do, let's do it God's way. Well, we want to do it our way. Well, our way has always got our results. And God's way gets, guess what? God's results. So he said, I have, I'm, I'm fighting the fight. I've engaged to fight the fight. So I looked up to fight the fight. To fight the fight. What does it mean to fight the fight? When someone gets in a fight, whether it's a fist fight or a, whatever kind of fight it is, they're always engaging to win. It's not settled whether they're going to walk away the victor or not, but they always jump in the fight saying, I'm going to take a shot at it. The stakes are high enough that I'll take a chance that I'll lose because if I don't fight for it, I will lose and I won't have it. So it, it means to engage in order to finish or win a matter. So we got, if we go to contend, we're going to get in the fight. We're going to get in the fight. Well, what's the fight? It's the good fight of faith. The fight of faith is to stay in faith. If you can stay in faith, you win. You win if you stay in faith. But there's, there's things. There's the time lapse, like in Mark eleven twenty three, where he says, if you say to the mountain, be thou removed, be thou cast in sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believe that those things which he says shall come to pass, he shall have. So sometimes there's a time lapse in there between... He, he say he believed he received when he prayed and he shall have. So during the she, he shall have, he has to stay steady, has to stay in faith. You can't fade in the time, faint in the time lapse. I spoke to it. What's wrong? What's coming on? What's, why hadn't it happened? There's a time lapse. There isn't one that's put in there. But depending on if it's a miracle, which is instant, or if it's a healing, which is progressive, they lay hands on the sick and they shall recover, shall recover. So there's, a, there's time attached to these things. Just like there is when the doctor says, here, I'm going to give you this shot and give you six pills. There's, there's a time lapse. You don't go back the next morning saying, what's up? I still got this. He said, well, I gave you six pills. The second thing he said was, I finished the race. Finished means, of course, it means to finish it. It means to conclude it. It means to time it out. It means to accomplish or make an end of it. My whole life right now is on strong men, strong women finish strong. That's everything. If you want to finish strong, and everybody does, you got to get strong. Instead of just the old, uh, can you say crapshoot? The old thing where you just 
where you just throw dice and you take a chance with cards and whatever. We, that's not us. We'll lose every time. The deck, the, the house always wins. And so if you play long enough, you're going to lose everything. And that's the way the world is. So we, 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 have, we, we get in the race intending to finish the race. You have to have a I will finish the race domain on your life when you get in the race. You can't say after the second laugh, well, I'm thinking about stuff now. This is harder than I thought, and it's longer than I thought, and the, the front runner is further down the road than I thought. And you begin, those people never win races. They never win races. Unless everybody in front of them falls down. Bit by tarantulas, giant African tarantulas that came up out of the side street. So you have to decide to finish strong before you start. That's what, a, that's what makes a strong finisher. That's what makes the uncommon man, the uncommon woman, is they decide. If you can't decide how it's going to turn out before you start, then you don't have any business being in the race. Because the contender intends to win, intends to fight, and intends to finish. And then he said, I have, uh, what did he say there in verse 7? He said, I have kept the faith, <clears throat> or I have stayed in faith. In other words, he persevered. You got to persevere. Are tough times coming? Well, I didn't know it was going to be this hard. I thought it was just faith, and it just happened. I'd just speak to the mountain, and, and it, would, it would go away. Well, it, it may not be that way. But when you persevere, you just say, whatever's coming, however it comes, whoever brings it, it doesn't matter. I win if I stay. If I stay, I win. If I get to the end, I win. So I'm just going to get to the end. I'm going, I'm going to, it, the word there is to hold fast. So you got to have something going in. Is that right? You got to have something going in because the fight is going to be tough. It's going to, they're going to throw some stuff at you. It's going to be tougher than you thought. Uh, the, the, the literal Greek word means kept the watch to maintain. So the enemy that wants to come in and raid the whole fort, the whole city that's got a wall around it, he's depending on the watchman falling asleep. And he just waits until two o'clock, four o'clock, six o'clock till he falls asleep. And then it's as if there is no watchman. It's as if there's no watchman. And so if we're not going to maintain, if we're not going to keep the watch. Then we'll never win because the devil is patient and he'll wait. He'll wait. The Bible says at the end of the temptation of the Lord Jesus that he left him until a more opportune time. Well, as y'all noticed, he never got a more opportune time. But that's what his thinking was, is the man is on watch. He's, he's, he's gunned up and, and I can't get in. I'll wait until he's not watching. And the Lord Jesus was always watching. And so are we. So he, so he fought the good fight 
finished the race, and kept the faith. This is a good verse. I hope you put a little star around it. Because that's how you win. And after all, if you're not going to win, you might as well be a carnal Christian and go to Bubba's Big Bash on Saturday night and just have a big party all the time. If, 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 if we're not going to fight the faith, we're going to lose if we don't fight the faith. And so you might as well not even contend. You just give yourself a bad reputation. So we, we, something we don't like to do in the church is prepare to equip. And I'm telling you at River Church, this is it right here. We are preparing every single service. We're preparing in every valor meeting, every virtue meeting. We're preparing in every river team. We are preparing. We are not maintaining. We're taking new ground. We're taking new ground. Y'all are, y'all are amazing, but it's because we're preparing. We're planning. We're equipping. We're expecting to win. And so that's how we think. We're, we're not, you know, whatever they're doing next door or down the street is just maintenance. Just like, can we pay the bills? Well, we're not that. We're preparing. Well, you're preparing for something that you had never seen. So we're preparing to know a people, to take in a people that, have, that we've never met. We're, we're preparing to do exploits that we've never done. It's like, what are we preparing for? What are we going to do? We don't know. We're just preparing everything. We're putting on the whole armor and we're putting the word in and we're pleading the blood of Jesus over our lives and so we're keeping ourselves and it'll be fine when we get there. It'll be fine when we get there. We got a minute more. First uh, Corinthians chapter 9, please. We're talking about tonight the I am essential about contending. Contending for your assigned life. We're not out there just case sirrah, sirrah, what will be will be. We're not taking a chance with our life. Well, if the boss gives me a raise, we'll have more money. If he doesn't, we won't. We're, we're not thinking that way. We're not thinking, well, if the flu comes in, or the, or the, what's that other thing that came around? COVID. If COVID comes in, well, we'll, we'll, we'll run for the hills. We, we're not thinking that way. We're not thinking that way, and therefore, if you don't think about it, you don't prepare for it. You, don't, you prepare for greater than COVID and greater than flu and greater than, you just prepare for it. And, and if it knocks you back just a little bit, if you got knocked down and, and you, 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 know, you have a sneeze or a cough or a, you know, a, a headache or whatever, we just, we just slog through it. We don't say, why isn't this stuff working? It is working. You ought to have seen the guy that got just what you got that didn't have anything in him. He's an ICU. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. I can tell you if we had a, if we had a people over us that said we're, we're, we're in charge of this church, we're in charge of the pastor, we're in charge of how things are run here, and they'd have their charts out every service, and they'd say, here's the numbers. I remember one day when Melissa came to me, and she said, the Lord said 
quit counting. I had detailed attendance records. I mean detailed. Nursery, children, I detailed. Everybody, I knew everybody. I had Joey on a string. He was counting this and counting that. And she said, the Lord said quit counting. Well, it was a good thing because, you know, wasn't as many to count the next year as there was that year. And so it, it's like counting is not faith, is it? Measuring is not faith. It's not like, well, let's see how much we have. Well, it doesn't matter what you have. The widow just had a little barrel of meal and, and she was going to eat it, her and her son, and, and die. The, they only had two fishes and, yeah, some, some fish and bread. That's all they had. And Philip said, what is this among so many? So if you go to measure, you're in trouble. If you get a budget, you're in trouble because you'll have to follow the budget. The budget's going to say, I'm boss. And if you make it boss, it is boss. Chapter 9, verse 24. He said, uh, know ye not, don't you know, don't be ignorant, know ye not that they which run a race in a race. So he's talking about everyday business. This is not spiritual. He said, know ye not that they which run in a race run all. They all are in the race. But don't you also know that only one receiveth the prize? So he's talking about the winner, isn't he? You can run around, you can run around seven times and be number 17. But if you want to be number one, only one is going to get the gold. And here he's telling us in the word, he's speaking to us who we are. He didn't say, well, you know, you do the best you can and you'll get a participation award and everybody will be happy and it'll all be good. He doesn't say that. He doesn't, he doesn't. Give us a release for having second place or going down. He said, don't you know you're supposed to win? There's lots of people running, but that doesn't mean anything. You run in such a way. What did he say? You run in such a way, but only so run that ye may obtain. So he's he's telling us it doesn't matter what you face. Well, my mama died, and my daddy was mean, and my brother didn't help me, and, and my grandfather's this, and all the stories that people have, all these stories people have, and everybody's got a story. I was abused, and I was cheated, and I was... Everybody's got a story. We all have a story, and if we all piled our stories in the middle of the room, we'd be quite amazed at how colorful they are. But it doesn't matter because Jesus is the great equalizer. He fixes every story. Well, he can't fix this one. Oh, my. Let me tell you about my Jesus. So run that ye may obtain. No matter. He, he was speaking there to everybody that had a story. Run that ye may obtain. Well, when? Now. Y'all, it's later than it's ever been. If Jesus tarries at all, he'll be here this weekend. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Great. No need in grading those paper, doctor. Just just let up, just put them in the 
put them in the can because we they won't even say, where is he? The New Living says, uh, uh, I think this is the Amplified. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run your race that you may lay hold of the prize and make it yours. That's who we are. If you live strong, you'll finish strong. You don't have to say, I, I, I'm getting ready for the race. Just get ready for living. Live strong and you'll finish strong. Now, every athlete who goes into training conducts himself temperate, temperately and restricts himself in all things. I've erased that part out of my Bible. They do it to win a wreath that will soon wither, but we do it to receive a crown of eternal blessedness that cannot wither. This thing's going forward. This isn't one and done. This isn't like, looky, looky, Joey got the prize. Well, the next day, well, who's Joey? We don't remember him. This thing goes forward. Uh, Therefore, I do not run uncertainly without definite aim. I do not box like one beating the air and striking without an adversary, but like a boxer. <clears throat> I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. I discipline it by hardships and subdue it. Sounds like contending, doesn't it? Because Paul said, there is no good thing in my flesh. So it sounds like he's saying, your flesh will submarine you. Your flesh will betray you. Your flesh will have an affair. Your flesh will steal money. Your flesh will lie. Your flesh will, yeah, all that stuff that the flesh is capable of doing. But like a boxer, I buffet my body. I handle it roughly. I discipline it by hardships and subdue it. For fear that after proclaiming to others the gospel and things pertaining to it, I myself should become unfit and not stand the test, be unapproved and rejected as a counterfeit. You go, well, that sounds hard. No, it doesn't. We're not doing any of that stuff. We don't want to do any of that stuff. It's not like we're, we're off, the re, the, off the reservation and, and we're, we're almost corrupt. We're walking with him. And he's saying, just stay straight. Don't, don't let up. Don't be, in Galatians it says, uh, don't be weary in well-doing. Don't just do so much good stuff. You go, you know, it's time for a break. We know of a church. We know of a church that uh, one, of the, one of the men in it there was two men, and one, they did work at the church. And, and one day, they found out that they were taking the offering. They were taking the offering. And they, they were receiving the offering, and they were taking the cash out. And when they got confronted, they said, well, we do a lot of work around here. Nobody pays us. So we just thought we'd pay ourselves because y'all aren't fair. Wow. But it happens all the time. There's, there's usher stealing monies out of the offering plate stories everywhere. I, I can tell you re renowned. And, and, uh, but anyway, the, uh, the New Living says, don't you realize that in the race everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. Point to yourself with me. So run to win. Let's say it again. So run to win. We're not talking about a physical race. 
Melissa's already been down the track, went around it 17 times, and we're just stretching our legs. We're not talking about that. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an external prize. So I run with purpose in every step, and that's all he wants out of us. If you don't have an eternal purpose, then you've got a carnal one. He said, just, just chunk that thing. It's not hard. You're in, you're in charge. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself also might be qualified. This is the last thing. I'm going to quit with this. Have y'all, um, I know you have. I, I don't want to insult you, but, but I'd never been down close to it. There's a movie out right now called The, the Boat Boys or something. Boys in the Boat. And it's a true story. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing it. But because I've read the story. And it's, it's, about, a, it's a, about a team, a, a college team, that nothing was going right. Everything was going wrong. But they, they did good with an international competition. But in that, the boys in the boat, they, would, they have, y'all have seen them, they have, what do you call them, oars? Uh, uh, rower, rowers, rowers. And they all, but, but it's not just like everybody get in there and just slap the, the water with your paddle, with your oar. Everything's got to be as precision as a Swiss watch. And so I looked it up, and the cadence is, uh, a cadence is the rowing stroke tempo. The cadence. You know what cadence is when they're marching. You left, you right, you left. It's the cadence. And in a coxed boat, in a boat that has a coxman, he sits at the back of the boat. He doesn't flinch. He doesn't turn the tap. He doesn't help them uh, oar or row. But the coxman often calls the cadence to keep the rowers synchronized. The catch stroke phase at the instant the oar blade enters the water is the catch stroke. So they all put their oar down in the water at the same place relative to them at the same time. The rower is at full compression up the slide and tries to reach as far as possible to obtain a long stroke. So you've seen him. He's got a little little cone thing and they're tuned in exactly like a director would be in a symphony or in an orchestra everybody is looking at that little baton that baton sets everything and if it keeps going if he holds it they just keep on blowing their horns and swinging their violin bows he, he's in control. He's completely in control. So what we're endeavoring to do is let the Lord Jesus be our coxman. And that we all hit the water with our gift at the same time and pull. You can't win if someone says, I'm tired. I had a hard night. I had a rough day. Or it rained. Or anything. 
He's got us in the cadence. Now you can get down the river, all six of you can get down the river and you don't need that 180 pounds that he is in the back if you don't want him. And you can all just pull on an oar and just pull here and pull there and, and it'll go this way and that way. But, but as you notice, when he's in there, it goes straight as the string. And we're going to go straight as the string. Amen? Amen. Well, that's the I am essential. It's who I am. We're discovering who we are, and we're throwing off who we're not. Whatever religion and tradition and just daydreaming has put in us, that the Lord Jesus never, he never said yes to that. We're just, we're just saying no. If, if he didn't say yes, we say no to you. Amen. Amen. All right.